0: Welcome back to Everything with the Girls. I'm Grace. I'm Lydia. And we're glad that you're back. Um I don't know when we're we're recording this in December. We're bulk recording, so this is probably gonna come out at some point in January. Yeah. First week, second week, third week, who knows? But it's been rough, people. Definitely. December's been rough. Boris Johnson announced a tier four yesterday. Kind of shit kind of ruined christmas but the point of me bringing that up was we are having a shitty week and december and 2020 has been shitty but Definitely. it's now 21 when you're listening to this and we're going to grace you with a really exciting true crime episode on a man called john hay now i know absolutely nothing about this man literally never heard about him before but Did i'm gonna follow you guys him? i'm gonna follow you guys along on the journey as well i'm all gonna learn about him and it's gonna be fun and exciting and yeah
1: yes we're going to do it. It's a bit of, a, a good hour to just block everything out.
0: So last week, or whenever you're listening to this, the last <laughs> episode that we did was the case of Mary Bell, that some little girl who kills some kids. Weird. She murdered two young boys. And if you haven't listened to it already, go give it a listen. It's very exciting. And this week we're talking about John Hay, like I said. Also apparently known as the Acid Bath Murders. So uh, if that doesn't get you excited, I don't really know what's going to use. <laughs> oh, now I've, just, now I've just read that sentence. And so I'm like, wow, Acid Bath Murders. I'm ready to learn about this. Um, and Lydia has said that apparently this case is not for the faint hearted So, yeah. listener discretion, Mum. Yeah. Don't listen to this when you're walking the dog at night. <laughs> Listen to it in the daytime. I mean, I wouldn't even say that it's like it's spooky or scary. It's just it's a bit gruesome. We love a bit like of gruesome.
1: There's a lot of detail in this.
0: We love a bit of gruesome. And I, I,
1: I try I tried to tone it down a bit, so <laughs> because the shit that I was reading was very in detail. I was like, Really? I can't think okay. like, Can't say that Ugh. on a recording. Um But yeah, it'll like so it's we say it's John Hay. Some people say oh. it's John Hague. Yeah, so Hague. it's
0: spelled H A I G H. Whether or not yeah. that's Hay or Hague, we don't know. But we're Google Hague. says
1: it's Hay, the American says it's Hague. Yeah. but we know that Americans aren't great at pronouncing English words. So Oh yeah. If you think about Leicester and Worcester and places like that.
0: <laughs> oh my god. Until I was like seventeen I thought Greenwich was spelled was pronounced Greenwich. Greenwich. oh yeah i used to say greenwich yeah but like
1: even now and Leicester, I, I think yeah i think greenwich but i'm like yeah it's greenwich yeah you know i guess I mean? you know
0: you know you train your brain to know and yeah. worcester is always worcester yeah yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah. it's like so i get it can s-
1: be confusing have
0: you seen that tiktok there's like a video and it's like things that english people can't pronounce and it's like um leicester was and I'm sorry. (laughs) Because no one can ever admit that they're wrong. It's true. It is true. I don't know if that is true because I think English people english people are notorious for saying sorry for like everything yeah like,
1: but that that's almost worse because they say oh, sorry for everything so when they actually need to say sorry they can't polite. say sorry yeah, <laughs> yeah so true. it's like insincere <laughs> yeah because <laughs> okay. i'm like that if, if a stranger bumps into even if it's their fault i'm like oh sorry like sorry i yeah. was in your way but if i do you if, know, what like,
0: I, hate, do you know what I hate my pet peeve is when you someone bumps into you and you say sorry and they don't say sorry even though it was their fault
1: <laughs> i'm like you're welcome
0: yeah or when you hold the door open they don't say thank you <laughs> fucking hell am i a ghost or something <laughs> god how rude are they <laughs> just like we don't like rude thank people yous go a long way manners yeah. make the man blah 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 etc etc
1: there's there's just literally there's no room for rude people in this world anymore like it's just the uh, way i think we've got enough shit to deal with
0: anyway Learn talking of manners. rude people Talking about rude people, let's talk about John Haig, who, by the sounds of it, put people in acid baths. So rude.
1: Yeah, so rude. So John Hay was born in 1909 in Stamford, Lincolnshire, England. Staying in England. I think a lot of these cases are going to be England at the start, so get used to it. (laughs) And he grew up in the West Riding of Yorkshire. I'm guessing that's near Yorkshire. Didn't Google it. Don't ask me. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs>
0: <laughs> we don't know.
1: His father, John Senior, was an engineer, and both he and his wife Emily were ultra religious and were members of the Plymouth Brethren. The Plymouth Brethren is a conservative, nonconformist evangelical Christian movement. That's a title if I ever heard one. Like
0: so, like almost a cult. Brethren, it's it's, makes me it's think
1: like of cult. It's like the. You know how the really extreme, like extreme Catholic churches, yeah,
0: Yeah, it's like that. But the word, the word, like the Plymouth Brethren, that just makes me think of a cult. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That sounds dodgy. Like they sacrifice people.
1: Yeah, like they all wear like um, black (laughs) cloaks with hoods. Yeah, Yeah. (laughs) they all stand around in a circle. (laughs) (laughs) Bit outdated, maybe. Yeah. Information about John's upbringing is quite sparse from what I personally could find. Um, His upbringing was very strict due to his parents' religious beliefs and he would later claim that he suffered from recurring religious nightmares throughout his childhood. I mean, anyone who's been to a Catholic school, we've all been there, haven't we, love? Uh-huh. Like, <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> One report states that John's ba- parents built a seven-foot fence around the house and they wouldn't let him bring any school friends back in case he was contaminated by the outside world. I mean, oh they were, before, like, COVID times. Yeah. They were popular before their time. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> he left school at the age of 17 and was a motor engineer apprentice for a period of time. At age 25, he married Betty Hammer. But the marriage didn't last long. Wanting to be his own boss, as we all do. He mm-hmm. started a business by forging vehicle documents. Not the most legitimate of self employed <laughs> people, I'll just say I that.
0: mean he's trying, you know. He's got yeah.
1: he's got the right idea. Yeah, like he always wanted this like sort of like lavish lifestyle that put him a tear above everyone else, but the quickest way he could do that was criminal actions. Like
0: I mean You know what I mean? Like he was that's, always that's jealous of relatable. people yeah.
1: He was always jealous of people who could have like flashy car. Well, not flashy cars, but, but you know what I mean? Like all the nice things. And mm-hmm. I mean, probably because he was so restricted in his childhood as well. He just kind of like wanted to a- have a blowout. Like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, so in the same year he was married, he was jailed for fraud due to his dodgy dealings. Betty gave birth while he was in prison. Although she gave the baby girl up for adoption and left Hay. John's conservative, highly religious family ostracized him because of this
0: Mm. and
1: had nothing to do with him. But then other people say that they did and they helped him later on because he kind of. Well, why
0: did she leave him? Because he's.
1: Because he went to prison. Like he was, yeah, he was a criminal. He wasn't given her the life that she signed up for.
0: Yeah.
1: Yeah. She was only like. I think she was like 22 or 23 when they married so she's a little bit younger um but i suppose back then at that time it's very much like you do settle down and everything so the last thing you need is your husband to be a criminal yeah like you've got enough shit going on that's
0: true
1: yeah
0: hay moved to london in 1936 and became a chauffeur to william mcswan a wealthy owner of amusement arcades he also maintained mcswan's amusement machines Thereafter, he pretended to be a solicitor named William Cato Adamson, with offices in Chancery Lane, London, Guildford, Surrey and Hastings, Sussex. He stole fraudulent stock shares purportedly from the estates of his deceased clients at below market rates. His scam was uncovered by someone who noticed he had misspelled Guildford as Guilford on his letterhead, an unlikely mistake from an educated solicitor. Hay received a four-year prison sentence for fraud. He was released just after the start of the Second World War. He continued as a fraudster and was sentenced to several further terms of imprisonment. Hay realised that his repeated arrests stemmed from leaving victims alive to report the crime, and he became intrigued by the crimes of French murderer George Alexandre Serret, who in 1925 had disposed of his victims' bodies using sulfuric acid. While in prison, Hay devised a method of destruction of the body of a victim by dissolving it in acid. He experimented with field mice and found that it took only 30 minutes for the body to dissolve. This time, on his release, he became a salesman for a firm in Crawley, an occupation he followed until 1944.
1: Yeah, so, like, I listened it's to some It's kind of podcast. weird, isn't it? But
0: when you think about when, like, people investigate serial killers and murderers and you think of their MO, their mod- modus operandi, mm. you never... Like, it's weird that his crime has gone from one thing to another.
1: Yeah, yeah. And this is o- this is over, like... A 20 odd year period Cause that think, bit I just didn't want to go into you, too much detail almost, because otherwise you almost think be... that
0: like murderers and serial killers have like um like thoughts of killing people throughout their childhood and throughout their life and they yeah. like have this and it's like a desire sometimes it's just like a sexual desire yeah but like for him it was very much like convenience
1: yeah it was literally like oh it's well strange, this is just it? what I have to do like
0: yeah that is if strange. I want this
1: life this is just another thing that I have to do to get get to it like yeah Yeah. Soon after, by chance, he bumped into his former employer, William McSwan, in the goat pub in Kensington. McSwan introduced Hay to his parents, Donald and Amy, and he worked for them by collecting their rents in London properties. Hay obviously became very envious of his lifestyle, because one, he had had a chauffeur, like, that was one of the things, you know what I mean? Like, Mm. he was jealous of anyone who could afford to have other people do things for them. Hmm. I think Hay was just a little bit lazy, if you ask me.
0: A little bit of a bitch.
1: Yeah, like be an independent man.
0: Wants to be rich, but doesn't want to work for it. Exactly. On the
1: 6th of September, 1944, McSwan disappeared. Hay later admitted to hitting him over the head after lowering him into a basement at 79 Gloucester Road, London. He then put McSwan's body into a 40-gallon drum and tipped concentrated sulfuric acid into it. I want to know where he's getting so much sulfuric acid. Like, I mean, is that a thing you can buy? I don't think you can buy it today. I'm sure there wasn't many limitations on I mean, on yeah, probably then. not.
0: Yeah. That's like when we but went even to, then, um, that's a lot. It's like when we went to Edinburgh and we went into that church and there was a plaque on the wall and it said, like, thank God for so-and-so who invented chloroform. Yeah, and I'm like, yeah, thank God. <laughs> I know. But it's like like you used to obviously be able to buy sulfuric acid just easily. Yeah. And then everyone started thinking, oh shit, people are dying. It's like hitchhiking in the sixties and seventies, like that was so oh, normal. Yeah, then everyone suddenly everyone started dying. Yeah.
1: Two days later he returned to find that the body had become sludge. Oh.
0: Just just
1: put that word in your mind. Sludge. Sludge. You From know what I A some human people... being to sludge.
0: The word sludge is so much worse. Yeah. Um. Yeah.
1: He then poured
0: that down a manhole. That makes me think of Des Nelson. Yeah, yeah. Because he but he just he put, put it down, down the, the t- yeah down the I toilet mean in the kitchen down the drain. Toilet, but he he called he called the people up saying, "Bro, my fucking toilets blocked and my yeah. brain's are blocked," and it was him putting body parts down there. Yeah.
1: See, I think there's a big difference between like Dennis Nelson and John Hay. Is like John Hay was doing it as like a means to an end. Whereas Dennis Nielsen got a bit of gratification by calling up the drains company, being like, literally, well, I,
0: I, I don't know. Because I you feel. Because when you watch his interviews, he says, like, well, I just. I had to get rid of him. He said it wasn't an enjoyable part of it, but it just had to be part of it, was chopping them up and getting rid of them. Yeah, and but then it was the
1: games he played at the end, not at the end, but like
0: towards yeah, the, the end piece, where I, he's like I, I well I,
1: it could be this and it could like he took gratification from it like
0: mm, i think you're right like he's definitely he likes to think he's like better than like the that's like psychopath. That people think he is yeah yeah but i also i think i feel like he called them because he was like fucking tired of doing it yeah and he was just like over it it's like he but had to kill
1: them you know what i mean like
0: yeah well that's what he says that he was says the end like, game won- he wanted to be close to them but they always left, so he had to kill them so they wouldn't leave. Yeah, yeah. That's what whereas he say, his yeah.
1: whereas John Hay did it like as a means to an end because he wanted yeah. to get away with this crime. Like oh. murdering people wasn't his ultimate goal. It was just, Well, I've done my crime, that's the goal. Now I just gotta clean it up.
0: Yeah, yeah.
1: You know what I mean? He told McSwan's parents that their son had gone into hiding in Scotland to avoid being called up for the military service. Hay then took over McSwan's house and began collecting the rent for his parents, but he wanted the money himself. Donald and Amy became curious as to why their son had not returned, as the war was coming to an end.
0: Oh my God!
1: So that was a short term. So they've life. gone through
0: like the whole war, thinking, "Cool, he's gone." So that's well. Yeah. I mean, when did he kill him? What year? 1944. Oh, so I guess There's it's only like a, year. a year. Yeah. That, Not even
1: that, weird, it was September 1944.
0: Mm.
1: But like, obviously at that point, they don't know how long the war's going to last for. So when it gets to like June, they're like, oh, it's it's looking like it's coming yeah. to the end here. Where the war's are you? Over.
0: Where is our son? Yeah. So on the 2nd of July, 1945, He lured Donald and Amy to Gloucester Road by telling them their son was back from Scotland for a surprise visit. He murdered them in his basement with blows to the head and disposed of them. Hay then stole William McSwan's pension checks and sold their properties, stealing about £8,000, then moved on into Onslow Courts Hotel in Kensington. Hay was a gambler and by 1947 he was running short of money. To solve his financial troubles, he found another couple to kill and rob, Dr. Archibald Henderson and his wife Rose. After feigning interest in a house that they were selling, he was invited to the Henderson's flat by Rose to play the piano for their housewarming party. While at the flat, Hay stole Archibald Henderson's revolver, planning to use it in his next crime. Renting a small workshop at 2 Leopold Road, Crawley, Sussex, he moved acid and drums there from Gloucester Road. Let's just talk about the fact that he's, he's murdered three people and he's got away with it now for like two, three years. Yeah. And no like, one's even questioned no one, him. Like no these people just disappeared. Yeah. And no one cared. Yeah. On the 12th of February, 1948, he drove Henderson to his workshop on the pretext of showing him an invention. <laughs> Can you imagine if someone's like, yeah, get in the car with me, I invented something. I'm like, fuck off. Yeah, it's didn't. like, it's,
1: yeah, it's cause he's like, oh, I'm an
0: engineer. Like. <laughs> yeah. When they arrived, Hayes shot Henderson in the head with a stolen revolver. He then lured Mrs. Henderson to the workshop, claiming that her husband had fallen ill and also shot her. After disposing of their bodies in oil drums filled with acid, he forged a letter from them and sold all their possessions for £8,000, except for their car and dog, which he kept. Okay. Nice to know he cares about animals.
1: Yeah. I mean, killing an animal is just too far. Like, you were... Yeah. Making sludge out of people. But animals, that's the line. That's the line.
0: You're crossing the line there. Exactly.
1: Hayes' next and last victim was Olive Durand Deacon. And she was a 69-year-old wealthy widow of solicitor John Durand Deacon and a fellow resident of the Onslow Court Hotel. So Mrs. Deacon was the widow of the war hero and had been an active suffragette in her day. Even spending a night in the cells after throwing a brick through the window, this is my kind of gal.
0: Yes, we stand. My
1: kind of gal,
0: queen. But now
1: she was a respectable lady in her late sixties and rich.
0: That sounds like the perfect life. Exactly. Like let's call some You fought for women's rights, and now you're a rich widow living in a hotel anymore. Yes, I'm here for that.
1: Exactly. I mean, maybe not for the last part of her life, but let's get on to that yeah
0: I mean, yeah <laughs> clearly something
1: terrible happens to her, yeah Hay by then was calling himself an engineer. Remember he was an engineer's apprentice, but I mean, if you don't get the qualification, you can't use the title. That's true, and Olive was delighted to hear that the nice, polite Mr. Hay was an inventor. She had a scheme herself to produce and patent artificial fingernails. This woman was ahead before her what? time
0: honestly making acrylics okay she
1: would have been so rich like think of of all the trust fund babies that would still be around by now (laughs) (laughs) this was 1949 and the post-war period when women wanted a bit of glamour mr hay liked the idea and suggested that she should come down to the workshop to look at a few blueprints that he had knocked up for the project you're a dick.
0: I'm sad because I know he's going to kill her.
1: Yeah. Like, all she wanted to do was make women feel nice about themselves. Like, mm-hmm. let's empower them. Like, this is the last person you need to be killing. She's just a nice little old lady. Like, leave <laughs> yeah. her alone. He invited her down to a Leopold Road workshop on the 18th of February, 1949. And once inside, he shot her in the back of the neck with the 38 caliber Webley revolver that he had stolen from Archibald Henderson stripped it of her valuables including her Persian lamb coat I mean bougie <laughs> and he then put her into the acid bath as well like god forbid you put the lamb coat in like come on
0: uh, i mean i wouldn't that's probably a lot of money a persian lamb coat yeah that's probably a lot of money
1: two days later deacon's friend constance lane reported her missing what a name is constance like constance. if you ever thought of an old lady la- old lady name it is constance like <laughs> you can get away with mary and stuff like that but can you imagine calling your kid constance nowadays like that kid is going to private catholic i feel school. like
0: any rich famous people would call their kids that now, yeah
1: they? yeah when Mrs. Durand appeared to have vanished off the face of the earth, her friends and family were desperate. I mean, she's a rich old lady. People are going to know. You know what I mean? Like, she's not just some lady in the middle of, like, a quite a low-class area. Like, mm. I just, yeah. he He was not the smartest person, I don't think. It was John Hay who took her best friend to the police station to report the matter. But a lady police sergeant became suspicious of hay's jaunty manner like he was a bit too big too bit too big for his boots i think uh. detectives soon discovered hay's record of theft and fraud and searched the workshop that he had rented out police found hay's attaché case containing a dry cleaner receipt for mrs durand's coat so he would like, made the effort to get it cleaned after he stole it. Uh, yeah, I body. mean, it's
0: probably covered in blood after he shot her.
1: Yeah, but like that drag killing is going to be like, ooh, what's going on here? <laughs> like,
0: Yeah, nothing. It's just a yeah. roadkill.
1: And he, they also found papers referring to the Hendersons and McSwans. Like, he kept everything. Like,
0: are you stupid? Like... Mm, I mean, it's the 50s. You don't think the police are that smart, do you? Mm,
1: true. I mean, he's been doing this for what
0: but also, Obvious. this is like stupid, stupid evidence. Yeah,
1: yeah. The workshop in Sussex rented out by Hayde did not contain a floor drain, unlike the workshop he had rented in Gloucester Road in London. He therefore disposed of the remains by pouring out the container on the rubble pile at the back of the property. Ew. So, like, the rubble pile is like is probably still from the war. Like, like, cause all that shit was all never cleaned sludge
0: up. Sludge all over. Yeah. Yeah, like,
1: kids used to play on those rubble piles.
0: Disgusting.
1: Investigation of the area by pathologist Keith Simpson revealed 28 pounds of human body fat, part of a human foot, human gallstones, and part of a denture, which was later identified by Mrs. Deacon's dentist during the trial. Ugh. Ugh. I saw your face and I thought you were going to be sick when I mentioned the body fat.
0: (laughs) Body (laughs) fat. Disgusting. (laughs) I mean, it's horrible that these people went through that, but that's fucking disgusting. Yeah. Hay asked Detective Inspector Albert Webb during questioning, tell me frankly, what are the chances of anybody being released from Broadmoor? The inspector said that he could not discuss that sort of thing. So Hay replied, well... If I told you the truth, you would not believe me. It sounds too fantastic to believe. He, What the fuck? He thinks he's like some <laughs> supervillain. I know. <laughs> you just cowardly killed some people and then put them in acid. You're not a fucking yeah. supervillain. Yeah. He confessed to the murder and to five others over the years, always shooting his victims first using the revolver he'd stolen from one of his victims and then disposing of them in metal drums filled with acid. After a couple of days, the resulting sludge would be poured down a drain or out into the workshop yard. He said in the case of missus Duran Durand-Deacon, he'd even had time for a cup of tea and a fried egg on toast at the local cafe between shooting her and starting the acid bath treatment. Treatment? Sorry, I know. treatment? I know. Are we at a spa? Is that a spa treatment? <laughs> Hi, I'd like one acid bath, please. Thank you. Before the facial and after the back massage, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> Hay also made a further confession, as if what he'd already said wasn't bad enough. Um, he said his main motive for the murders was his urge to drink his victim's blood. He'd cut a nick of their necks and filled a glass or two with their blood to quench his thirst. The knife was found in the glove pocket of the expensive Alvis car sitting outside the hotel. Now, I kind of so, feel, I mean, I think at I kind this of don't point, buy that.
1: Yeah, he's,
0: at he's this trying point, to get this is,
1: yeah, this is very disputed as th- whether he actually did or not, obviously, because the bodies are disposed of. They can't prove whether it's I think, true or not.
0: I think if you picked random loners and you did that and then you said that you drank their blood, I could believe that. But your motive is monetary.
1: Yeah, yeah. So I wouldn't believe do that. it yeah. like wanting to drink their blood.
0: You're desperate to be rich just... and you're a gambling addict
1: yeah it's purely just to be like well he's obviously not mentally stable like he can't possibly stand trial like they they still do the murder they still do um death penalty at this time Mm. so they he's gonna die for this you know what i mean like i think it's
0: also like not relevant but to what you were just saying but I know it's sad when anyone's murdered. Obviously, it's fucking horrible and horrendous. But there's something about being dissolved in acid and becoming just sludge—like you can't yeah. be buried, like you there's don't something exist. So awful about that.
1: Like he's literally taking away your existence. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like, mm. it's horrendous. Yeah. The podcast that I listened to about this—it was like three parts long—and I'm like, this does not need to be three parts. How on earth could you it be three that, parts? It was that. It was that serial killer podcast. You're the American one. After the arrest, Hay remained in custody in cell 2 of Horsham Police Station in Bartlett Road. He was charged with murder and had his first appearance before the magistrates on the 1st of April. Oh, someone's birthday Sorry. before their
0: birthday. Sorry. <laughs> Sorry, it's the 1st of April, my birthday. Oh, yeah, it is. I mean,
1: it, it was in 1949,
0: so you you good. Oh, every time good. I have a birthday, I'm going to think, oh, hey. <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh, God. Okay. Hay pleaded insanity, claiming that he was drunk on the blood of his victims. I mean, you just know it's the ulterior motive. of I that know, it's such a lie, normal. isn't it? Yeah. He confessed to having dreams dominated by blood as a young boy. When he was involved in a car accident in March 1944, his dream returned to him and he said, quote... I saw before me a forest of crucifixes, which gradually turned into trees. At first, there appeared to be dew or rain dripping from the branches, but as I approached, I realised it was blood. The whole forest began to writhe, and the trees, dark and erect, began to ooze blood.
0: Are you laughing at the word erect? A full-grown yeah. woman <laughs> laughing at the word erect? God, you are ridiculous. <laughs> No, it's because I was watching Friends before and it's
1: when Ross is doing his speech and he it says Homo erectus and Joey's like, uh, Erectus. <laughs> <laughs> A man went from each tree catching the blood. When the cup was full, he approached me. Drink, he said, but I was unable to move.
0: Um, it, go on. Sorry, not to like... Be like, oh, he's got brain trauma, but he had a car accident in March 1944, and his mm. first killing was September 1944. Just putting it out there.
1: Yeah, it could like it could be linked. Like the Attorney General, Sir Hartley Shawcross KC, led the prosecution and urged the jury to reject Hayes' defence of insanity because he had acted with malice aforethought. Sir David Maxwell Fife, KC. Defending called many witnesses to attest to Hay's mental state, including Henry Yellowlees, who claimed Hay had a paranoid constitution, adding the absolute callous, cheerful, bland and almost friendly indifference to of the accused to the crimes, which he freely admits having committed, is unique in my experience.
0: That just means he's a psychopath. It doesn't mean he's crazy. Yeah. That just means... He can't comprehend what he's done. He just is like, yeah, I did it. Yeah. It became apparent that Hay had been using the ass to destroy victims' bodies because he misunderstood the meaning of the term corpus corpus solicit and mistakenly believed that if the bodies could not be found, a murder conviction would not be possible. But we all know that's not true. Corpus solicity means that in its original sense, the body in question refers not to a corpse, but to the body of essential facts, that taken together prove that a crime has been committed. So basically, you can be guilty of murder without a body.
1: Yeah, as long as they've got a big body of evidence.
0: Especially a fucking confession.
1: Yeah. I mean,
0: definitely. if you're saying you did it and we can't find the body, we're going to believe that you did it.
1: Yeah, much. so if essentially, if, you, if they can't find the body and there's no confession and then they only have circumstantial evidence, they can't really do much.
0: I mean, you'd be surprised though, because a yeah. lot of juries find people guilty. But yeah. theoretically, no, but, yeah.
1: But even then, I mean, even now, especially now, like I'm talking about nowadays, even then, the CPS would be like, go get more, go find more evidence. You, you need something more than that. Yeah. This will not hold up in court. Like, I you know actually. I mean?
0: Side note. Side note: Watched this documentary on Netflix called Trial Four. I don't know if you've watched it. Mm, I think I saw about- it. It's about this black American man who is found guilty of murdering a white policeman. So, this policeman is found in the car with gunshots to his face. And the only thing that they can link this black man to is that this man went into the shop. That the policeman was shot in a car park, and this black man went into the shop and bought some diapers. Yeah. And he freely admits to that. But they somehow try and connect him to this murder. There's no evidence, nothing like that whatsoever. But, like, obviously, there's a lot of corruption. And this was like. Yeah. 20 30 years ago so it, it was worse back then mm. but it is scary to think that even without sufficient evidence or and a confession or anything that sometimes people do get found guilty that is scary
1: over here i don't th- like obviously it's not perfect and there there are miscarriages of justice and things like that over here but i think america it, it's a lot easier for it to happen Mm because so many different states have so many different laws and all this and then different jurisdictions, like, it's a lot more complicated. Yeah. Whereas here, if you've committed crimes from Dundee down to Surrey, you can still be done for all those crimes. Do you know Mm. what I mean? Mm. Whereas in America, and I'm not, like, the best with the American judicial system, like, I could be wrong – Say you do something in New York and then you go down and do something in New Mexico. It's
0: it gets very complicated. Well that was the whole thing about the Zodiac killer, wasn't it? Because he yeah. was committing these crimes in different districts and no one was talking to each other. Yeah. He just got away with it. Yeah, yeah. you're right. But I
1: mean, even now, like you, obviously you're still gonna be held accountable for all those crimes, but it just gets a lot more complicated because each court is gonna wanna try for each different crime and like mm. you know what I mean? Like
0: yeah.
1: whereas here I mean, it's almost not comparable because we're such a small country compared to America. Yeah. But, like, here you can have, like, one trial, maybe two, depending on what it is, for all those counts of murder, depending on what it is, whereas over there it's, like, almost like individual. It's so weird.
0: Anyway, back to John Hay. Obviously his case didn't need victims' bodies because there is a ridiculous amount of forensic evidence Connects into the murders and also a fucking confession. So it is no surprise that it only took the jury minutes to find Hay guilty. Um, and Mr. Justice Travers Humphreys sentenced him to death. Hay's last few days were spent making sure he went down in history as a vampire who'd perfected a way of finding his victims and that using his forgery skills to put their money into his own bank account didn't have much to do with them. He'd have his barber come into the prison to cut his hair and only stopped receiving visitors when he had to start wearing prison clothes. He welcomed Madame Tussauds into his cell on the afternoon before his execution and they took an exacting three hours making a life mask for the wax model they put up the day after his death, even wearing the clothes specifically chosen and donated by Hay himself. I mean, that's ridiculous.
1: They still do that at Madame Tussauds, I'm pretty sure they are... um... Like, certain rooms where it's, like, notorious killers and things like that.
0: Mm. But that's just so... I think that's really bad that you're, like, glamorising it. Yeah, I
1: mean, I don't know if they have it up today, but I'm pretty sure I remember seeing something like that in the Paris one. When When I, I went,
0: went, I went, like, years and years and years ago with my dad, and I don't remember any section like that, but I don't know.
1: Yeah, I see. I remember, like, stuff like that. But then it's also a bit like, um, you know, like, London Dungeons and things like that. mm Whereas mm. I think London Dungeons, like, it's it's all entertaining and everything, but it's still, like, it's a bit educational. Like, you actually yeah. learn about it. Do you know what I mean? But I guess
0: it's the same in in as an entertaining like, way. The, like Jack the Ripper tours and stuff. Like, people make money out of these things, I guess. Yeah, I've on
1: been on the, the Jack the Ripper tour. It was so good. Yeah. Like, yeah. it was creepy as fuck, but like, you actually learned about it and what went on, and mm. you went to the actual locations and stuff. Like, it yeah. was so much in- more interesting than just reading a book about it.
0: So, it was reported that Hay, in the condemned cell at Ormsworth Prison, asked one of his prison guards, Jack Morwood, whether it would be possible to have a trial run of his hanging so everything would run smoothly. It is likely that his request went no further, or if it did, the request was denied. Just prior to his execution, Hay was asked if he wanted a brandy. He replied, make it a large one, old boy. Hay was led to the gallows and hanged by executioner Albert Perapoint on the 10th of August, 1949.
1: I mean, if he wasn't a psychopath, I mean, sociopath, he was definitely a friggin' narcissist. At, it didn't take Blitz. him long to die,
0: did it, I guess, if he went to trial on the 1st of April and was hung on the 10th of yeah, August. Yeah, I think when it's People that, in America, like, you're on, like, death row for years, aren't you?
1: Yeah, like, I think... Yeah, because that's because they make money out of it. Mm. It's all private prisons.
0: Like, so the longer someone's
1: is... in a cell, the more money the company gets. Yeah, that's true. But, um... Especially because they, over here, they, they never did like injections and stuff. It was, I think, pretty sure it was always hanging. Mm. That you'd die by. Over there, it's injections and I don't know if they'd still do electrocution, do they?
0: I don't know, actually. There's only a couple couple of states that that still do the death penalty. Yeah. Yeah, I feel like they might
1: have stopped that. I'm not sure. I'm not too sure, but I know they definitely do injection. Mm. Um, but yeah, so. So yeah, it was short but sweet. I feel like we're getting really like time efficient with these now.
0: Yeah. I mean, so, I love a good
1: like long podcast, but a lot of the time when they're long, it's because I've been ranting for too too much. Like that's true. I feel like I've I, I'm I'm growing. Yeah. I'm growing as a person.
0: Yeah. <laughs> so there you have it. That's the case of John Hay and the Acid Bath Murders. A bit gruesome, obviously. I mean, you need a bit of gruesome sometimes.
1: Yeah, not everything can be sunshine and rainbows, can it?
0: No. We hope that you enjoyed this episode, and if you did, make sure you leave us a comment on our Instagram and let us know if any other cases you'd like us to cover. Like we said last week, we're now officially just probably going to do true crime, because yeah. it's us be real. Might Everybody throw an odd
1: it. one in there, like, whenever we fancy. I mean, yeah.
0: But, yeah. Whatever, say I mean, never. everything with the girls. It's everything we want to talk about, but we mostly want to talk about true crime because maybe, maybe we should change it.
1: Maybe we should just change it to just true crime with the girls. <laughs> yeah, could be. Should we change our name?
0: <laughs> Ooh, plot twist. Um, make sure you follow us on Instagram at everything with the girls pods. Subscribe to us on Spotify and Apple podcast. If you like this episode or any others, leave us a review and have a great week. And I hope 2021 is going great for you. And I hope you are Hitting all your New Year's resolutions, and just but if you're not, that's
1: okay as well.
0: Yeah, if you're not, that's okay. But just remember, this is we're not about pressure. Yeah, yeah.
1: Not about pressure in twenty twenty one. You do you, boo. Yeah, okay.
0: See you later. (laughs) Bye. (laughs) Bye.